Hello. Hello. Fridays at five, the podcast with T and Che. How goes it this fine day? <laughs> Finally. Hey, you made a rhyme. Uh, yeah. I've seen you a lot lately, but we haven't recorded in like a month or more. It's been a couple weeks, two, two and change, maybe. I, I, I'm a little bit late calling you because I got obsessed with, you know, I told you last night I'm learning Inter Sandman because. Which is awesome. Right. Because I, I think like TCU or somebody, it's their, you know, crazy train of K-State. Virginia Tech. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was somebody. And uh, for some reason, Trice and I were talking about it, and I was like, you know, that sounds like something I can learn. So, of course, I, I've learned it, except for there are like three little spots where you have to be smart, and I haven't learned those yet. I think the beginning should probably be fairly easy, huh? Yeah, it's like one note 75 times, and then another note once, and then the same note like 75 more times. <laughs> Have you seen when Virginia Tech runs on the field with that song? I haven't, but I bet it's pretty cool. Oh, it's electric. Um, and then I got to thinking just a second ago, I was like, maybe I should, well, I mean, Crazy Train is on my list, but it is still above my pay grade. Right. Um, and what's like Sandstorm or something? Is there a bass to that at Bramlage? I don't, you know, I don't even know if I know that song. Yeah, you do. You would know it. It's, I'm sure I probably do, but everybody talks about it, but I just can't pick it out of my head. Yeah, I couldn't do it right now either, but I would know it if I heard it. In fact, it's probably one of those you'd, you'd hear on a commercial and be like, man, why does that sound familiar? <laughs> that could be. I don't go to a lot of K-State basketball games. I don't know why I live fucking three blocks away from them. You could walk there. I have done it before. We have season tickets this year. To basketball? So we do. Well, provided it's not a foot of snow and take away 10 degrees, we may walk to a game or two. That's right, right? I'm like, we've yeah. got to get, if somebody would list their house for sale and let us have enough time to buy it, then. Uh, Is that still an ongoing thing? Yeah. I looked yesterday and there was nothing. And the, the two I had my eye on last week are gone. Really? Yeah. I wasn't in a place where I could focus on anything more than what I was doing last week. Well, I get it. But who's trying to buy a house with stupid-ass interest rates right now? Mm, people like us. <laughs> well, if you get a deal, you find a deal. I know. My first house ever, my interest rate was seven and a quarter. And and I, I remember, and that was like 1997 or 98 or something. And I remember my dad was just always like, well, you weren't here in the savings and loan crisis of the 80s. So we were at 18, 28, 30%. Which is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean... If we got there, I mean, pretty sure that nobody would be buying. I actually saw a thing last night I was watching. I don't even remember what I was watching. But it was going back to, like, when when Reagan took over and all that. And they said, yeah, we got the worst depression or, or housing situation or economy or whatever this is we've had since the Great Depression. And I was like, hmm. They say that every time around. <laughs> Yeah, but like we were talking the other day, okay, that's what, 80, when was Reagan, 84? Uh, 80? I think it's before that, yeah. Okay, 1980 is... 82 or... 43 years ago? Somewhere around there, yeah. So in 43 years, we'll be at 2066? So you think we're not going to, we're not due for another crisis until 2066? No, I'm just saying when you take, I remember when Ronald Reagan was president, I can't imagine fucking that long in the future. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, how old would we be? Almost 100? Not happening. Well, maybe. I know what I paid for my first house when I bought it. I can only imagine when my kids decide that they're going to buy a house. Well, my younger kids. What, is it going to cost them a fucking million dollars? Yeah. What, what did you pay? Mm, I think I was right around 200. Oh, fuck. I paid 52 4 Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> Florida, Kansas, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but I remember like my parents saying, oh, we paid $18,000 yeah. over Northview Way for their first house. Oh, for sure. My my parents were so mad um, years ago. Now now they're sky high. But the um, all the houses over by campus, the slab. Well, they're kind of by the stadiums, too, the slab homes. The Hillcrest and those areas. Hillcrest, Hartford, Jarvis, yeah. In the seventies and eighties, they were like forty thousand dollars. Now, if you can get one for a hundred and forty, you're stealing it. 
Yeah, but at 40 back then, might as well have been 140. Agree. Same same deal. I mean, yeah. it's all relative. It's like, I remember when, not I do, but, you know, you hear people say, I remember when gas was fucking 10 cents a gallon. 75 cents. Shit. <laughs> First time I remember it, there was the Mini Mart on Anderson, kind of down where, yep. uh, kind of where Starbucks is right now. Um, Star, oh, on, yeah. yeah. Down it's toward a, West it's, Loop. It's the bank There's, now. Yes. There, there used to be a mini mart there. Yep. And I don't, I live kind of up in that neighborhood, whatever. And that's where my mom's to get gas on the way to the grocery or whatever. Whenever I started paying attention, a pack of Marlboros were 99 cents and gas was 99 cents. Oh my God. I never remember Marlboros being 99 cents. I remember gas being 75 cents and I was probably like maybe 14 or we were 14 and when I first started buying cigarettes, I don't smoke anymore, but I did, they were like 220 or something. Oh, that must have been like 11th to 12th grade. Yeah, probably middle, you know, early, middle 90s. Yeah. And what well, are they now? $10 or something crazy? Gas is a lot and cigarettes is fucking more. stupid expensive. <laughs> yeah. I could drive a Benz if I didn't smoke. Who who's banking more, the tobacco industry or big pharma? That's I'm just uh, well, sort of I don't know what because... I don't know what wholesale price on pharma is. Mm. I mean, big pharma's just rolling it in. My um, I had a day date with my uncle today, and we got to talking about big pharma just a little bit and insurance and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I I don't even know why we pay any of that stuff because. You know, people like me that pay cash out of pocket for everything because it's not covered. Unless, you know, you have a special doctor that knows a special code. Right. Yeah. And the treatments that actually work aren't, you know, antibiotics or some drug that the new big pharma is trying to get rid of. You can get a coupon and get it for $5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this actually accidentally not on purpose at all is leading us into a potential topic of the day. Okay. But uh, I'm going to let you lead depending on your mood because I feel like you had a day. Oh, fuck was it a day, man. <laughs> I toted no less than three ass chewings today for some shit that I had nothing to do with. But when you're the boss, you got to fucking be the last one off the boat. You took it? Oh, you got to take it. Oh, it rolls downhill. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> It fucking absolutely rolls downhill, but my phone did not ring until you called me four minutes ago. My phone did not ring in a positive way today, I don't think. Oh, boy. It, it just is what it is. Some days you're the windshield and some you're the bug. Well, today I was 100%. I think both, because I don't know if there is a winner. Because your windshield gets all dirty and the bug dies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, today was just one of those days I got my ass handed to me. My aunt told me a long time ago when I was a little kid, and it never made sense to me until I got a little bit older. But she's got a saying that she says, I have zero tolerance for incompetence. Yeah. 100% that's, fucking true. That's like can't fix stupid. Yeah. But same a, but different. A, a more educational version. <laughs> yeah. If you say you're going to do something, just fucking do it. Mm hmm. I'm only as good as the information you give me. And when I pass it along and then you don't follow up, I look like the jackass and I got to tell the ass chewing. It's not going to end up good for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you, what do you do? Um, you just roll it downhill. You just said, yeah, that's why I'm not drinking beer today. I got the whiskey out. Oh shit. It's, it was even that bad. Yeah. When there's more whiskey out of the bottle than the seven up bottle, it's a day. Oh my God. I actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm really kind of at the end of my collection of stuff, unless I decide to go back to vodka, which I just don't want to be hung over all the time right now. But, uh, I have a little bit left of this, that one of those skull tequilas and, um, I just need to go to Stanley station down South. They said that they hoped that we would come and visit them soon. Well, that so, could maybe happen. Right. I'm Man, like, that happens Sunday. Oh, well, no, you got to work. Um, actually, you know what? We're moving. So Sassy Face KC, plug for Sassy Face KC, is moving this weekend. And so, well, I didn't have any clients anyway, but um, I told her I would help pack up some stuff on Saturday because she has a wedding. 
and and she's got appointments on Tuesday, so we can't fuck off. And I took Monday off because don't we have a gig? Yeah, we got a gig Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, so I really only have to put in some manual labor, which you know I like anyway. And right. uh, then I'm kind of like done. So we might have to move some furniture on Sunday, but I don't have to like be smart or anything. <laughs> so like you could potentially be off prior to 3 p.m.? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, then I don't see why a Stanley Station Willie can't happen. That's a good point, actually. I mean, it's a long way down there, but... Except for that, you know, if if I actually take stuff from the old sassy face to the new sassy face, I will be a lot closer to Stanley Station. Because we're moving to um, College and Row, which is basically 435, exit on Row, go south, and it's like the second stoplight. I got no so, fucking idea. Well, for Kansas City people that may or may not listen to us, but um, it's 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 just closer than where we live. It's not really like up the block, but the construction is getting better. So there's probably a shortcut over there. Unless it's Atlanta, Georgia, you cannot be under real construction for ten years. Um, I I disagree. I think that between is that between Waco and Austin. I don't know. I'm not a Texas guy. I've driven that route. I don't know how many times, but every time over the past 15 years, construction, basically from Waco to Austin, the whole way. I've been up and down the I-75 through Atlanta for 25 years, and I swear to Christ, the same stretch of road has been under construction (laughs) for over two decades. That's how some guys getting paid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the granted, there's eight lanes of traffic going each way, but something's always getting fucking fixed. Yeah, the one time I drove through Atlanta was, uh, I drove my uncle and my uncle's car and his dog back from Tampa to Kansas City, because they were moving, uh. I know, they lived in Tampa, and then they were moving to Kansas City, and he had another car, and um, my aunt had already moved or whatever. And so I was like, my friend and I will come down and we'll, we'll drive the car and the dog who was psycho and didn't like us at all. Um, and it was what, two and a half hours to get through Atlanta traffic. I don't know why people complain about the 405 in LA. Uh, I haven't been there and experienced the 405 in LA, but I have experienced Atlanta traffic at eight in the morning, at noon, at five o'clock, at two in the morning, at four in the afternoon. It doesn't make a fuck. It's still bad. It's bad no matter what. It's horrible. What. Yeah. 405, their construction, when I was there a couple, you know, a month ago or whatever. And uh, it was, in some parts, nine lanes. In some parts, five lanes. But I wasn't stopped. I think one time I was, like, stop and go traffic for, like, a minute. Otherwise, it was fine. Now, granted, one was 5 a.m., but one was, like... Whoops. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was trying to beat the traffic and I did. One was like, I don't know, 11 or three or I mean, I didn't get stuck in anything. But it's one of those things that speed limit 65. But if you're not doing 85, you're getting your ass run over. It wasn't bad. So I just drove last week. I was in Petaluma. So I was in San Francisco area and I left San Francisco airport and drove to Petaluma. So you drive basically through parts of San Francisco over the Golden Gate, and then another 20 miles or however many. And uh, I thought I was going to fucking die. Like, I, the lanes are really narrow, first off. That's why everybody has tiny cars, because they're tiny little lanes. Yeah, I feel like lanes are standard. I actually think I sent you a video. So I was trying to video driving over the Golden Gate. But then at the end of the video, there's a guy honking. Yeah, he was honking at me. <laughs> fucking tourist i'm generally a good i mean even trice will say that i'm a good driver i'm quick on my feet on my wheels but on uh, the wheels they don't care there they just get the fuck out of my way or i'll just mow you over in my toyota camry yeah it wasn't a jeep remember last time you said i'm only renting a fucking jeep yeah i tried they didn't have any i had a nissan nissan something and the first time i hit the brakes i hit my head on the windshield like they were so powerful and, uh, but it had some get up, uh, what, what, Rogue maybe? Nissan Rogue? Does that sound like, like an it? SUV gimmick? Like a little mini SUV kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the biggest car on the road. Probably. 
I don't know. Everybody else driving battery cars and hugging, <laughs> stopping every quarter mile to hug a tree and shit and then get back in and keep going. <laughs> you, you would have hated where I was. <sighs> um, I asked for, I think I asked for a rubber band or something to put a lid on this little tiny container. And they, and the gal looked at me and she said, um, we don't have anything plastic here. <laughs> Did you just ask for a straw? You need to be escorted out of the county. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. And I did stay in an Airstream camper, which if we need to talk about, we can. But um, yeah, I know. Yeah. And when I left after four days and I left all this trash, not like all over the place, but I just, you know, garbage because we're from the Midwest and we have space. So we don't know what, you know, what kind of room we're taking up. I, fe- I actually felt a little guilty leaving that much trash. Like left it in their trash cans so somebody could take it out and put it where it goes. To yeah. Go where it goes. Yeah. Like I bagged it all up pretty and organized it. I mean, well, I made that's it. That's the cost of doing business. I know. I know. Didn't you say, didn't you get, tell me a story that some chick was on an airplane with a Ziploc bag full of <laughs> I did. You want all to tell her wrappers and shit from her whole trip? You want me to tell you this story? Yeah, like, tell, tell the story because I find this fucking just, I, I, I don't even see how this is possible. So um, this was my flight home from San Francisco, right? It was. So this gal goes out there all the time because she has a stepmom or something out there. Well, she's married to, her wife is a um, marine toxicologist. And so this is just me being me making friends, right? So she's a marine toxicologist that works with like oil spills and um, cleanup crews and what happens to the ocean afterward and this and that. And so this gal I was sitting next to says, I've literally gone and seen all the plastic islands and she's like, they're, it's like bigger than New York City or something. Whatever island, not Rhode Island, like bigger Staten than Staten Island, whatever. Yeah, something. It was just like, I was like, whoa, that's kind of pretty big. I knew it was big, but geez. And uh, so she said, people think I'm crazy, but I just live this certain kind of lifestyle. And she had a, a sandwich bag Ziploc. And inside of it was like a folded up piece of foil and maybe a, a napkin looking kind of thing or something. And maybe one other thing. It was pretty flat. So there wasn't a lot of stuff in there. And then when I, so I ordered a Bloody Mary. So I had a plastic cup and she says, do you mind when you're done? Can I have one of your cups? And I was like, no problem. And so, she, so I wiped it out for her with my napkin and, and gave it to her. And she's like, this, she had a smart water bottle. She's like, this is the only water bottle I've had this whole trip. This is my bag of trash I've had. And she was there for three or four days. And uh, she's like, I just, she said, recycling is the last resort. It's reduce, reuse first. She's like, I just don't do plastics. She, they just very minimal lifestyle because of what she's seen and what her wife has seen in the ocean or whatever. I was like, well, That's... I get it and I appreciate it, but if you're going to live, you're going to have trash. That's all there is to it. Well, she, I mean, she's like, I just stopped ordering things online because of packaging. And I do get that. We talked she about eating lunch. Yeah, I know. We talked about um, like Trice is doing the kitsch meals. You're welcome. Yeah. Kitsch meals for your second free plug or whatever um, for nothing. Um non-recycling asses (laughs) yeah they don't there's no recycling and then they it comes in a cardboard box and it comes with a um like a foil cooler bag bubble wrap be cooler bag thing and a giant ice pack and they won't let us reuse any of that they they can't for some reason take it back and reuse it and so trice has this thing so um your straw issues are lost on him right he's just like deal with it but, um, but, but he's really having a hard time. Like maybe I don't want to order from them if we can't even get them to use those Enviro. Um, have you seen the ice packs that have plant food inside? So you can then empty the ice pack and pour it on your plants and it feeds your plants and it's environmentally safe. Absolutely not. I have not seen any of that. 
<laughs> no, this is this conversation is totally lost on you. <laughs> no, but I think it's your calling to get a hold of Kitsch Meals or whatever they are and say, hey, have you thought about this? I know. He has. And they're like, eh. <laughs> R&D. <laughs> fuck them. I know. So I, I'm just waiting for him to say, hey, you want to start cooking again? Cause... Oh, no. <laughs> Colossal failure here. What? I just watched. I just poured a freshy whiskey. And I just watched a fly land in it and die. Oh, and you're one of those that has to throw the whole thing out, aren't you? <sighs> I don't know, man. I might just I mean, throw that ice cube over my shoulder and you don't get have on to... with it. The whiskey will kill it. Yeah, you don't have to eat the fly for protein because, you know, you're not. it's not desperate times yet. But um, you could just, like, throw it out. It's probably sanitized. One fly in this whole basement and it lands in my whiskey. <sighs> And I watched it is what's fucked up. Super slow-mo. <laughs> in, in the background, did you hear me talking like <laughs> no, I saw him put up a couple little tentacles like, damn, that's strong. And then he died. <laughs> I don't know if it was alcohol poisoning or drowning, but there's a, there's a situation with a fly. So... Word on the street is flies get drunk in 0. 0.075 milliseconds. Good. I hate every fly in the world. <laughs> Tell me one good thing a fly does. I have no idea. They create wait. maggots? I don't know. Maggots are they protein and They hover times. over horse shit and they bother me in my garage. And when they get in my house, they piss me off. Um, I've had this gigantic horse fly following me around for like three days. <sighs> Name him. In the house. Name him. No, fuck that guy. I had a fly swatter. If I ever cleaned up this place, I might be able to find it. <laughs> you know? I, right? I'd use, like, my my dad used to whip a towel. I'd do that, but I'd break some shit, probably. Something whip a fly. towel? Yeah. yeah. Like, snap? Like a fucking... Yes, exactly. Dude, that is fucking... Like a first cousin of Mr. Miyagi being able to catch a fly with chopsticks. Oh, I, I have actually, for real, done that. Like, think about it before you say it. Ask say Trice. I did it one time. I shit you not, it was a total accident, and I was like, holy fuck balls, I just caught a fly with my chopsticks. I'm going to need a cosigner on that. You're, you might. I've totally did it, I swear, to whatever things people swear to. <laughs> That's impressive. Right? It was an accident. Not something I could do now. But, what do they what do they call that when you do the old whoosh with the towel? That's what they call it. I'm not sure how you spell that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how you spell it either. But there's like a couple things you don't do to hot mama. That's definitely on that list. W H O O P S H H H H H. Whipper with a towel. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. She 100. That is not the move to do with her <laughs> and one of the other ones is pull a chair out from under when she's going to sit oh, i learned that early on a few decades ago yeah which is something that people do used to do all the time in the fucking 80s and 90s right like for some reason that was a thing yeah i didn't do it i watched somebody do it to her and i saw the wrath afterwards and mental note don't ever fucking do this <laughs> i have yet to see her like angry or pissed off or like even remotely upset. So Good for you. I can't, I can't even imagine. Advantage you. I think she's hysterical. Whenever I see her, she's always like bubbly and happy. She typically is. <laughs> she typically is. So you said previous, uh, this leads into this and we kind of wandered a little bit. What are you thinking this leading into after my shitty day? Well, it, the, the big pharma conversation was was leading down a road that we can go down if you want to. We can. We can, man. I, I've actually given this some thoughts since we talked about a previous, man, and I, I kind of feel strongly about this. I, I would like for you to, to go where you'd like to go if you want to go there today. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. So we talked, I don't know, last episode, episode before, we touched on it, the the show Painkiller on Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. Got to interrupt. Pause really fast. I tried to edit this next episode that's supposed to come out, and I couldn't listen to it. And I'm not sure if I maybe deleted it altogether. 
So trash it and drop this one next. Well, yeah, we'll, um, I'll try to find it right now. Okay, sorry, go. All right, so so we started talking, we were talking about shows that we watched this and that. I'm like, oh, have you seen this one? And then we talked afterwards, and you're like, yeah, we watched the whole thing. Or maybe during that episode, y'all had watched it all, and Tri said, I can't watch but one episode a night. There's only oh, six. Oh, yeah, Painkiller. So we, I think when I first... You and I first talked about it. Painkillers on Netflix. You and I first talked about it. I think we had just finished episode one. And then, and Trice was like, yeah, I can't do more than one of those in a day. And I was like, why don't we just plow through the whole thing? Because you know how this is going to go. And uh, we didn't. So we had to spread it out a little bit. And he even, there was even a point where he had to take a break. Like, we can't watch that tonight. I just need a break from it. So you watched, indeed, all six episodes, the whole series. We did. I saw that coming a mile away. Yes. So for people that don't know, Painkiller on Netflix is the story of Oxycontin from every different angle, from Big Pharma, from the guy that owns the company, to the CEO, to the The whatever, the sales reps, to the addict, to the doctors. To the families, to the to, real life families of the people that of the people that have died, like real life, not part of the show, fictionalized. Yes, yeah, yes. And I'll preface this conversation with: there's a lot of people that know a lot of things about me, and I'm gonna open myself up a little bit here. Um, some people know this story, some people don't, and I'm I'm kind of the guy that if there wasn't that, there wouldn't be this. So I'm okay with it look at me sideways when you hear this fuck you for judging me and then you ain't my friend anyway yeah but but also what needs to be said is when when you do things like this when you tell your story like me and the dads or when you tell whatever story it it is it does make you vulnerable but but it also can help so many people so it you know it's it's incredibly brave you just have to be aware that it is incredibly brave and happy to do it here because it is a great platform that all 13 people or whatever it is listen. Right. But, um, right. Yeah. Right. So the long and the short of the story is that it tells the whole story of Oxycontin from its development to its production to its um, push into the market and how it pushed into the market. Um, and how you know, they got you, everybody addicted to it for one, how they got everybody addicted to it. The more milligrams you sell, the more money you make for the sales reps that are little hot 22 year old blonde chicks driving Benzes, getting stupid checks, peddling shit to doctors, getting them to prescribe it, getting people on it. And they have absolutely no idea what's going on. Spoiler alert. And also, I mean, I get it. I'm sure, but these bitches are really fucking the doctors and stuff to make the sales. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Gross. A hundred percent. There's at least a handy going on. Something. For sure. I mean, I, there are a lot of people doing a lot of things, but I just, no, I don't need a commission that bad. Get a different job. I get it. Well, I mean, how many commas are in the number? Yeah. How many zeros? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's another comma, then watch out. Then I'm <laughs> I feel like there'd have to things. be a couple commas and a lot of zeros and maybe a couple more commas. Yeah. And then, I, and yeah. then maybe I could do this for a minute and then I don't have to do this ever again at all. <laughs> Got to yeah, be enough there. I'm 26 there. and retired. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, So long and the short is, uh, you know, I've, I've dabbled in some things in my life. Whatever the case is, I moved, I moved back to Florida, New Year's Eve, 1999. Prince. Prince, seriously, on an air mattress, watching a football, a, a bowl game on an air mattress. By the end of the year 2000, I was a complete and 100% fucking opioid addict. So one year. In less than one year. Yeah, I was going to say, how long did it take you to go from zero to can't stop? Um, It took me probably about six months to get introduced, and then it probably took two or three months to can't live without. And And it started slower. You know, it didn't go straight from zero to oxy. You know, there were Lortabs and Vicodins and Perks and this and that. Tramadol? 
The tramadol is garbage. There's zero narcotics in it. But it's it is a schedule whatever. Or a, it's an opioid, <laughs> I right? I don't know how. I think it's an opioid. We'll come back to that anyway. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But anyway, within within ten months, I'm a full blown opioid addict. And again, not proud of any of this, but you know, you meet a guy here, man, take one of these, your back hurts. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, this is fun. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm eating 20 pills a day. (gasps) Oh my God. No, this is in year one. You didn't tell me that. 20 pills. This is in year one. You know how like you, you break a leg and they'll give you a, a prescription for hydrocodone. And it'll be 60 pills. And it's, you know, take one or two every six hours yeah. for paying this. And that. I would eat that script in a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. In a day. Like I, so back to the tramadol. I had, I was prescribed tramadol for 15 years or something. And they, they prescribed me four to six pills a day. And I couldn't barely even take one without feeling a weird kind of dizzy yeah. kind of way. Like I don't, I just don't do very well with painkillers. But 20. I've heard that from so many people that can't even eat half a one. Yeah. A half a one would get me through most all the day. No, I'd eat six to eight at a time. You have a gift. And then a gift and a curse, I guess. So that escalates, right? It's before 9-11. You can go to Mexico and go to any pharmacy without a prescription and buy whatever the fuck you want. Oh, that's right. So I had a buddy that would go down there, Tijuana way, and come back with, you know, the size jugs of protein powder yeah. that people get that are like half gallon or gallon jugs? Yeah. Come back of those full of lorisets and Vicodins and whatever, just because you can buy them. And nobody cared before 9-11. And nobody stopped you at the border or anything. No, it wasn't me that went. But when they came back, we played the bongos on top and then poked our hands through and grabbed a handful and ate them. Oh my God. How did it, it you not insane. OD? How? Yeah. I, I don't know. You build a tolerance. It's like alcohol. You build a tolerance and you know, you need a little more. You need a little more. Yeah, I well, guess so. it, here comes the oxys. So it's probably 2001, 2002. Here comes the oxys. And so none of the other stuff were, none of the others were opioids. Is that right? I don't, I don't really no, know. They are still opioids, but they're, they're, they're lesser on the scale. They're not as strong. They don't last as long. Yeah. Like Oxycontin did change the whole game. Okay. Cause I've had like Percocets for surgery or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that puts me to sleep in 20 minutes. And then in 45 minutes, I'm wide awake and I can't do shit. Like yeah. I can't yeah. sleep. I can't function i can't like it's dumb that that's exactly it it makes you itch gives you the itches so they're all kind of similar or oxy is like a whole different deal um they're all in the same category oxy is the horse if if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so i mean it was six years of that six seven years of that it was probably 2006 it was early 2007. My grandma died. I got hemmed up, got in some trouble in South Dakota, caused some charges because of this. And went through the worst withdrawals of, I don't even know why. They took all my shit. I'm in another time zone. Got to get back to Florida, whatever. Um, horrible. And when I say horrible, have you ever seen train spotting and like the way people go through withdrawals with that? That is 100% what it is, because do not get it twisted. Oxycontin is synthetic heroin. Yeah. It is heroin. I didn't know that. I didn't know that when I started, you know? Yeah. But I'm the guy with the addictive personality, and oh, this makes me feel good, and boom, boom, boom. More is Next better. thing you know, yeah. more is better. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I can do one, I can do two. If I can do two, I can do four. That's just me. That's just my my mentality. That's just how I do things. Yeah. Well, fuck around and catch a charge, and you got to get off of them. So I got off of them. Cold turkey. Worst thing in the world. Worst thing in the world. Um, Fast forward, we heard the story about me breaking my neck in Lake Tahoe in 2008. So I was clean for like a year and a half. Until you broke your neck. 
fuck. Broke my neck. And now went things through, are making a little bit of you sense. You know, the perks, the this and that, that's understandable. Well, the pain didn't go away. So they sent me to pain management. And you're after, right. after maybe a year, they sent me to pain management. And pain management back in the day was... Oh, well, let's do some acupuncture. Let's do this or let's do that. Well, when that doesn't work, they send you to the other guy. And this is before pill mills were, before they even knew what they were. Yeah. I went to this guy. He did not have me take off my shirt. Didn't take a blood pressure. This motherfucker didn't do anything. So this is like the guy in painkiller that, um, that was shifting around things and selling what how was he i forget how they played that out that that like the doctor that's selling just to anybody and everybody just to make to his anybody money. and everybody yeah yeah i walked in like this dude knew what i was trying to look for which i wasn't trying to look for because i was off of i just wanted him to fix me to where i didn't hurt yeah i walked out with a script for fucking 60 days worth of roxy's and oxys which roxy cotton are like instant you take them and in 10 minutes you feel the effects oh i've never even heard of that one yeah well you used to crunch them up and snort them mm. that's, that's i thought that thing. was riddling <laughs> right right so i walk out day one and i got a two-month supply i got like 120 of these and 120 of these maybe it was one month i don't know it was over over prescribing like a motherfucker yeah I put those prescriptions on the center console of my truck for like 10 days because I did not want to go home and tell my wife what happened. And, and the first time around hot mama was there, right? Oh, hot mama was there for all of it. And trials tribulate almost got divorced a time, maybe two. I don't quite remember because I, man, I pretty much missed the first six years of shorty's life because I was fucked up. Yeah. I was super fucked up. And so after 10 days, I grab him out of the center console one day and I go in. I'm like, baby, we need to talk. This is what they said. What say you? And she's looking at me all hunched over because I'm hurting. And she said, baby, if you can do it, then then go cash in the script and get your stuff and get yourself right because I need you back. Oh, so we we collectively made that decision and uh to be careful about it i was super careful yeah super i mean i got to mail order this shit in and get a three month supply at a time did she monitor it like keep a hold of it and you know divvy it no, out no or absolutely like that? not she yeah. trusted me yeah she trusted me you guys have would, a pretty special you really do have a pretty unique like you know, we do pretty strong she's, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ride or die is ride or die. And she's definitely that. Yeah. But it scared me. It, I think it scared me before more than it scared her. But don't you feel like, well, maybe you don't feel like her and I'll just make you aware, but it, it, it really is kind of a big deal that you stopped, that you were able to stop for a minute, hold on to it for a second and say, I've got to have this conversation because maybe there was, there's a part of you that understood if you just went and did it, then that was going to be the end of it. You know, you were going to, you were going to end up in a ditch somewhere or whatever. Like it was something giving you a choice. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was for an, for an addict to be able to take a minute and pause is kind of a big deal. I would assume. It, I mean, I don't. I don't know, but I would assume that. No, it one hundred percent was. Yeah. The other part of that was I sat there in my truck and I did some long math of what I would pay her over the course of our kids being eighteen. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, that was a big number, though. But no, you're one hundred percent right. <laughs> we got to lighten this up just a little bit. <laughs> If you can't laugh, man, you'll go insane, man. I can look back and laugh about this now because it's comical to me now. Oh, but in the then it wasn't com. Then it was a fucking liver die, man. If I went two days and didn't have no pills, I was fucking sick. I was dope sick. I would imagine at twenty pills a day in two hours, you're sick. 
Well, those are different pills. That's the, the lorries and the and the bikes and the perks. Those are different pills than the oxys. The oxys, you got enough in your system for a day, maybe thirty six hours, forty eight at the most, and then you start hitting the withdrawals. And when I say withdrawals, I mean cold sweats, the shakes, the shits, you're puking. It is ugly. Ugh. If you've ever seen train spotting, it is ugly. I know I've seen it. I don't remember. And, you know, plus I have to watch something like five times. So Yeah, it's it's ugly. It's 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 horrible. It is the worst addiction in the world. I'm mm. telling you. And now, it is so fucking easy. And people wonder why there's such a drug epidemic in this world. And people are banging heroin. People are banging heroin because you can get a $5 bag of heroin. You pay for Oxycontin office. by the, you pay for Oxycontin by the milligram. So if it's a 40 milligram pill, you're paying $40 for that pill. If it's an 80, you're paying $80. You're, damn, you're giving up a hundred dollar bill for that pill. Okay. And that'll get you by for one day. Maybe. How do you... No. I don't even know if you want to get into that. How do you pay for all of that? Well, I mean, there's side hustles and this and that. And the other. We won't get into all you, that. You but get some of them and then you sell some of them. That's what you do. Well, I knew, <laughs> I knew somebody that had cancer and couldn't take the pills, so we made some Indian barter trades. And I mean, it's 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 insane. That That's a whole other... That, that is a whole other thing. We watched some kind of... Um, some other like reality show that was um, following drug addicts around and, yes. they, and these were, they were actually shooting up heroin. I think it was and how they got their money. And I don't remember what show it was, but it was, yeah, I mean, it's like one step beyond where you were, but it's all the same. Yeah. Because yeah. you take, you take the pills and when you can't afford the pills and you just go buy the dope. Well, I never went and bought the dope. I, Never. The Never. needles, like, let's pretend for a second that I was going to be in that position. The needles are where I draw the line. I mean, well, I, I agree. Agree. Yeah. Never done it. I've done a lot of things in my life. That ain't one of them. I do B12 shots, but I change the needle every time. So it's not the same thing. Easy, Epsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually, we've been talking about this for several weeks now. And, uh, it, it is a big deal. It is something that people need to talk about. We've also talked about things on this show before, Trice and I, but you and I have just about how you've got to be able to talk about stuff because it might help somebody even just to deal with their thing or make a phone call that makes a difference or something. Call, phone a friend, call a buddy, Yeah, whatever. A lot of people that I hang out with every day here in this town. Maybe they listen to this show. Maybe they don't. I don't know. If you know me well enough, you know the story. Some people don't understand the depth. Some people don't know the story at all and might look at it and be like, damn, he was like that? What the fuck, over? Well, if there wasn't for that, there wouldn't be this. Because I made it through that. And not too many people can say that. There's not a whole lot of people that were in it and as underwater as I was with it. To get out of it, not once, but twice. Yeah. So the second time around, before I sidetrack us again, yeah. The second time around, you were careful, but then were did you get hung up again? Nope, nope. I mean, I took them, but I took them as prescribed, and I was super careful about it because I knew that that banana peel was around every fucking corner. Every time you swallowed, right? It was yes. It yeah. was going to cost me my marriage. It was going to cost me my children, my job, my everything. Yeah. So, so I did it right. And I had a dream one night because this is okay. Now let's fast forward to 2011, 2012, early 2013, where pill mills are on the map. Right. And when you live in Florida, that's where everybody was going. Mm. Everybody from Kentucky, from Indiana, from Virginia, everybody was going to Florida to the pill mills. Well, I had moved from Jacksonville to Pensacola and instead of driving every month back to Jack's to see my pain doctor, they said, Oh, we'll go see this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I fill out all the paperwork and shit. I send it in. I got my appointment. It's at like nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning. 
11 o'clock on Monday night, I wake up from a dead sleep. And I was like, fuck. I had a dream that I'm sitting in the waiting room. And I'm there to see this doctor that may or may not be a quack. And the feds come busting it in. (gasps) Oh, my God. Don't tell me this actually fucking happened. No, it didn't happen. But they get me and they get my name and I lose my job because I'm in a pill mill trying to get pills and shit. I could have sold it because I got a broken neck and I got pain management and this and that and the other. But I didn't need all that. And that day. I took every pill I had and I flushed it down the toilet and I canceled every appointment that I had. And I told my parents, it was in August. I remember it was in August of 2012 because I knew that I was going to have withdrawals. My family reunion is every even year Mm. in the state of Kansas. Well, my parents were going. I said, come from Jacksonville, come to Pensacola, pick up Keegan and Savannah. And take them with you. I need a week. And my parents took my kids to the family reunion, took them on a little quote unquote vacation. And And I went through the withdrawal knowing it was coming. Mm -hmm. And hot mama stayed with you. Huh? And hot mama stayed with you. Absolutely. I told her what I was doing. And she was absolutely okay. Che, if that's what you need to do, then that's what we'll do. And, and I told my parents kind of, kind of a little sideways what I was doing, but they didn't really get it. When this show came out and I watched it, like I told you, you know, we talked about it. I said, mom, it, I don't know if you got Netflix or not, but pull this up and watch this. Did Okay. Pause really quick. Did they know anything? Mm, they knew I was fucked up, but they, they had no clue. My parents... Dude, if I showed my mom a bag of weed today, she wouldn't know whether it was two pounds Ooh, or basil. fucking two grams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, basil. I'm day. making spaghetti. Yeah. And, and you know, I've always run. I always run fast, man. That's how I do. My mom's got no. My parents have no clue. They're kind of oblivious because they never led that lifestyle. Not anymore. Well. I've schooled them, believe me. But they've never led that. They've never led that lifestyle to to know anything was askew. Right. They just thought I was fucked up. And your sister isn't a wild child. No, absolutely not. No, it's, there's something me and my about sister our are polar opposites. I love my sister yeah. to death, but we are polar opposites. We're we're chums. Hi, hi, sis. We don't really have a nickname for her. Hi, her and I are chums online now. What up, big sis? Um, yeah. She's our biggest fan. There's something. She really is. There's something about our generation, specifically our class. And maybe every class feels that way. But I feel like our class has a special sort of, maybe it's no offense to our parents, but maybe it's because we are the generation from our parents that. um, We are the children that your parents warned you about. That and we're the, the second ones, right? Like we're the. We're, we're just the wild childs. We have an older sibling that was goody two shoes or living up to their expectations. And we're the, we come along and we're like, Hey, take your expectations and shove them up your ass. That's 100% me and my sister. Yes. I am going to, fl- I am going to just fuck this yeah, all I'm gonna up. Flip this bitch up. Yeah. And then I decided it would be smart for me to never have children because I don't want this shit to happen to me. <laughs> Well, you know how they say, oh, well, I hope you get one that's twice as bad as you. Uh-huh. Well, shit really happens. <laughs> this is why I have dogs. Yeah, well, I got one of those, too. I have Cost a couple. me a few hundred bucks, yes. <laughs> I have a couple of dogs like that. But to, but to finish this up real quick. Um, so, hor- parents picked up the kids. Horrible withdrawals for a week, whatever. Ain't touched them since. Ain't touched them since. And that's 11 years plus. Uh, Yeah. 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 So I told my mom, like, after we talked about the show, and we talked about maybe touching on the subject, whatever. Talked to my mom on the phone on on our weekly call. And I'm like, Mama, if you got Netflix, you should check this out. You might not get it, but you should check it out. Maybe it'll help you understand a little bit. Mm. So that was on a Monday. I think you text me. Mm, you went you went to have dinner went, or something went, with her i went yeah. to see him on friday yeah so four days later 
I walk in the door and my mom just grabs me and gives me the biggest hug in the world that I've had in, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah, you told me that. With tears in her eyes and all that and said, I'm sorry, son. Oh. I'm like, what are you sorry for, mom? She's like, we sat down and watched it and we watched everyone back to back to back to back to back. They Girl. watched the whole fucking series Fuck. heel to toe. Dude, then you got then you got to smoke a giant bowl and like <laughs> drink a bottle of whiskey. She does have fibromyalgia. <laughs> and then, right? And yeah. then, and but then... She, she never understood. Yeah. She never, she saw, you know, and I'm sure watching the show, she's like, oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, that happened. Short of me dying in a truck. Yeah. Uh huh. Saw that saw one coming. Every bit, she saw me kicked out the house. She saw me not pawning shit, but hustling shit. You know what I'm saying? I never pawn anything. You can't pawn tools that you use to make your living. Yeah. You cannot pawn those. Yeah. I know but that when he brought a new, yeah. it brought a new under. She just saw it from a different angle, and she never knew. My mom never knew until a month ago. Isn't that crazy? Eleven years after the second round, years ago, yeah. this shit happened. Well, and the thing is, is it's really hard to explain. You know, we kind of talked about a, a sort of. In my brain, it it relates it's really hard to explain to somebody addiction. Like I think we talked about this with depression and anxiety. If you don't have it, you just don't understand it. 100%. Like, like I can now I'm not comparing caffeine to Oxycontin other no, than no, this is just how I can relate. I, I can drink full calf coffee every day for six months and then quit cold Turkey and not have a single withdrawal symptom, not have a headache, not have anything. I can also drink coffee and then go straight to bed. But um, if you don't have that, same with booze, like typically November or something, I'll go clean and I won't drink anything or whatever. We'll see how that goes. But um, I, I don't have that. I have that more is better where I can have 16 drinks tonight and I won't know when to stop until I fall down. <laughs> But I could stop tomorrow and not drink for a month or two or six if I wanted to. Like, if you, I get it. If you don't have that gene, sorry, the dog is in the... Is your dog in heat? What's She's going on? She's scratching Idaho. Idaho. She's scratching her pillow. Um, I forget we're recording. I feel like we're just talking. By scratching, you mean helping the shit out of it, Jenna Jameson style. her pillow. Who, by the way, has I read her book. It was pretty good. <laughs> like long ago. Got another um, story about that one too. <laughs> oh fuck! Here we go. Uh, that now that's an after hours story. But uh, sure. anyway, I, I think if you it's if, if you don't have it and you, you just don't get it and you can't explain to somebody unless they've lived close enough to it what it means or what it can do to a person, a family, a life, or whatever. You're. You are a hundred percent right because it it borderline it, it almost ruined my marriage, ruined my family. I almost threw everything I had in life away because that was the thing. Could you imagine if how mama if you guys didn't have your life now? No. Like you wouldn't be alive probably. No, I probably wouldn't. One hundred percent probably would. And and that would have been the first time around. And that's, that's, that, yeah, yes, the first time around. Second time around was completely open books. First time around was sneaking around and you don't know and you can't tell and yada yada. Second time around was open books, baby, this is what I'm doing. This is what's up. This is how it is because it was important to me. Yeah. The, but for seven, seven fucking years. <sighs> I don't know how your body can, I mean, pe liver, your people's liver in general is just a fascinating organ because it is the only organ that regenerates itself. I mean, the skin kind of does, but it, it does, it grows back. But, um, and you can, like, I, I knew a guy that drank himself to death at 39 years old and I, I know other people that have gotten real close and then kept themselves alive by quitting. But, I know a couple earlier. Yeah. But. And I drink a lot, and that's a bold fucking statement. 
Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. You got to drink a lot. You do have to drink a lot. I mean, Bert Kreischer says he's a machine. I have gone through my other medical issues or whatever. They have done all kinds of tests and everything in the lower extremities of my body. And they say I have a liver and kidneys of a fucking Olympian. Yeah. You have to have some kind of genetic superiority to run as hard as you do how you have for, you know, back then and now sometimes and decades all. Yeah. Some people just can do it. I I was born sick. (laughs) I was sick as an infant. I was sick my whole childhood. I'm now sick as an adult. I had a few, like a decade and a half where I wasn't sick. Like some people are just also born that way. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I got to say, though, cigarettes, hardest thing ever to try and quit. Uh, you know what? I told I had this conversation with my uncle today. There's so, a difference, though. There's a difference, though. What's that? You have to want to quit. Oh, for sure. But But you know what? Now, I'd have to look this up again to make sure this is still true. But part of the reason why tobacco is so addicting is because they soak it in sugar. And soak it in cider. Sugar. Sugar, oh. And sugar is more that. addictive well, than any drug on the planet. Sugar is just, uh, I would I would just put my life on it that is more addictive than heroin or anything else. I know sugar? that's a pretty bold statement. I know. But I do. Well, I do, I, I, I do I believe mean, you're that. Right. Sugar's in everything. It really is. And then what sugar's happens when you drink? Right now, and it ain't from the whiskey. I, I know. Think. Well, but but alcohol turns the sugar in your body. I'm just saying the body craves it. So like my mom used to always say alcoholics every three days, cause that's when the sugar is processed. You got to have a drink every three days. So it would be a thing. Like whoa, my dad, whoa, 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 my whoa. dad would have to drink on Mondays and Wednesdays and Saturdays. And it would be this thing. Like he hasn't drank for two days. So he's got to drink again. I need to look at my calendar and take your mom's pattern and go back and look and see if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't now that part I haven't scientifically proven or bred. What's today? Wednesday. I have no idea. Maybe when, today's Wednesday. I believe. I think so. When did we hang out? Um, s- Saturday. Slash Sunday. Right. Taking it home like three thirty in the morning. That, yeah. 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 I was thinking about that. Trice said, I bet they didn't get home until 3.30. Because he was worried about you. I was worried about you. And then you text me a Sunday. Yeah, at like 11.15. Fuck, man, I just woke up. And I was like, holy shit. You actually, well. It's a fuck show. I think I (laughs) fell asleep a little bit. But let's let's put the oxy thing to bed. Okay. Let's put the oxy thing to bed. And then we'll talk about week recap. Because it was a big week. That might be the after hours, Willie. It might be. Because I'm going to have to pee in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oxys are horrible. They are the fucking devil's workshop. And the dude that paid $6.2 billion, I'm rounding up because I don't remember the actual numbers. Watch the show, watch the end of the show, the last episode, the last minute of the show, it says. But he paid like $7 billion fucking dollars in repercussions to people whose kids had died. Because of taking this pill. But he did not lose the right to keep producing said pill. Yeah. Can you and even he could get... never be fucked up for anything after the date he wrote the check. Yeah. He ain't cashing no old checks. They were real careful. I mean, they had brilliant lawyers and all the things. Can you they're even... assholes. You can still get it? I mean, do, do, yes. do people actually they're, still they're prescribe it? They're way more stringent on it now. Like there's a guy in our class that's a dentist and at one of our high school reunions, he was telling us, and he's not in Kansas, he's in whatever state, I don't remember, but one of our high school reunions, he was telling us that he's like, yeah, I can prescribe cocaine all day long because for numbing and for whatever reason, he's like, I don't because Where are you getting that at? it's too shady. But um, he could legally prescribe it. He was in like one of the Carolinas or I don't even know. And this would would have been 10 or 15 years ago, 
probably what form and where are you getting it yeah i don't but i mean he was a dentist so he was getting it legally through however wherever way he gets it well he wasn't getting it the point he was saying was like i could but i don't yeah obviously straight heroin it's fucking all bad it got me by the teeth hard hard um do you how are you feeling right now having dropped this out well now, this hasn't gone anywhere between you and me yet, but it will by Friday. No, I'm okay with it, man. I'm a, I'm okay with it, man. If, if somebody out there, you know, whether it's Bikes, Perks, Lori's, Oxy's, Soma's, whatever the case is, man, you, you can, you, it's, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. There's other ways. And you have to, it's, it's mind over matter. It's going to be tough. It ain't going to be easy. You're going to have to say, if you're addicted to it, you're going to have to take the physical withdrawal, and that's just the cost of doing business. Trice has always told me that I need to be be mentally strong. And, and I mean, after the past five years, I'm different than I was. But early on, he would say, this is no, this is no like knock on you, but you need a little more mental toughness. And And what he meant by that, which I know now, is... You have to have gone through some shit and then actually come out of it on the other side to to gain some of that. And some people are just naturally that way. And so, some of us have to learn the fucking lesson 75 times. Some people just want to say they're hard because they're old and want to be hard. Yeah. You got to go through some shit. Yeah. And I got receipts. I don't got to show them to nobody. You know, I got a wife that'll tell you all the stories you want to hear about me falling asleep in a Kentucky Fried Chicken mashed potato bowl in mid-sentence <laughs> because I was so fucked up because I hadn't slept in three days because I was just all yacked up. But she knew you were. I mean, she knew I was. She's a smart girl. She didn't. She didn't think you were like just doing nothing. But she would clean my face and put me to bed and wake me up and send me to work so she could do it again tomorrow because she knew that. I wasn't a bad guy, man. Something just got a hold of me. I, You know what is crazy? And, and this is another thing Trice and I talk about is, and I, I actually think about this a lot more than I would ever probably tell him. And he might even be upstairs listening. Who knows? But um, I just think sometimes, sometimes, not everybody gets it, but sometimes you get the person that is there just simply to help you through this lifetime and it sounds a little kind of you know woo woo out there girl but um and and i mean i love them and all the other things obviously but i think sometimes they're just there's just a reason that the two people are together and it's because this is gonna this shit is gonna go sideways and and you that you just have to be together i'm not explaining that very well how i uh, mama feel is it. definitely definitely 100 that person for me yeah i know you get it but i'm i don't know how to explain it to the listeners because i i don't like the feelings you know what i mean like i don't want to i don't want to have you got a ride or die you know you got a ride or die yeah if you got somebody who's just with you for the hangout and this and that that's cool but understand they're just with you for the hangout yeah and and when this is another conversation my uncle and i had today and when when they're not meeting your expectations, one, you got to check your expectations, but two, if they're not putting you on a certain level, um, then they're not right anyway. They got to go. Hot mama always kept me on the level. I was always the the provider and, and she always took care of me and to this day does. Yeah. You know, back then in, in 02, she would fix my clothes for me when I went to work and it's 2023. And this morning I went in my room to go get dressed after I got a bat this morning at five o'clock and my clothes were fixed. They were ready for me to put on my body. Some things don't change. I'm not doing that shit. (laughs) I I did the laundry. Does that count? I didn't put it away. It's sitting on the dryer. Maybe he finds it. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. (laughs) I, I got it to where my outfits fixed. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's good shit. You have told me that before, too. Yeah, it's good shit. You want to do a timeout? We come back, do after hours, and do a weekly recap? Yeah, I think we should. Right? All right, bet. 
and he's going to be uh, seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, he's going to be down here too. So maybe I can talk him into like a ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, three man show, right? Yeah, yeah, he'll definitely have a couple things to add. Oh my but God. The, remember when we talked about taking the live recorder and doing it live at this and that? Oh, my God. Oh, that would have been a fuck show. I mean, I haven't um, just, I haven't looked at all of the videos from, we'll get to that. I haven't looked at all of them on my phone yet. That's all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Seven minutes. Um, yeah. Uh, stay tuned, you guys. We'll be back in seven minutes. Sideways Pineapple Jones. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the podcast. <laughs> That's it. That-